Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. And welcome once again to Horse Racing Northwest. Joe with you, Vince Brune. Sila Bars, our producer director today on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. A couple weeks remaining at Emerald Downs. We're looking forward to a couple of 10 race cards here coming up Wednesday, 2 p.m. Pacific, and 10 more on Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Hello, Vince. Hi, Joe. Yeah, week 18 out of 19, Wednesday 2.15, normal time, Thursday, 5 o'clock. Really nice feature races both day. We got a nice filly and mare feature on Wednesday and then a real good three-year-olds uh, on uh, Thursday. So uh, really looking forward to that. Not only that, there's some competitive. Doing the lines again was a challenge, which to me is always a good sign. Yeah, indeed. Hey, we're going to have a couple guests on the show today. Anthony Stabil, the big A from New York City. And he is just all over HRRN, Horse Racing Radio Network. And, of course, he has been a, a guest on the Win Play Show on KJR since, uh, like, 2003. And uh, very well known here in Western Washington due to the winners he's picked. And uh, he's doing great in media. Of course, he's on the Talking Horses pre-race show on the Naira Circuit. And we love to hear from the Big A. And we're going to do that today. Juan Gutierrez, he did it, Vince. He did last week on State in Grace. He had a riding double and, yep, moved one ahead of uh, Galen Mitchell up to 1,420. Congratulations to Juan Gutierrez. Yeah, he's just had a tremendous career. You know, the 15 straight top five finishes. That's going to pile up the wins year after year. Yep. But he also had some big race accomplishments as well. Well, yeah, great big race rider, three long acres miles. We saw it this year when Blaine Wright had a choice to make. You know, it's with because of the COVID, it's hard for riders to travel like mm -hmm. normal. So they needed a ride for another twist of fate. And he said, hey, I didn't even hesitate to go to Juan Gutierrez. Yeah. And Juan, uh, as you mentioned, three long acres mile victories. Only Gary Bays has more than that with five. 
And uh, Juan was the first one to win three stakes in one day in Washington State as he embraced that Washington Cup early on. He's done that a couple of times. And uh, add in one of those miles was the richest purse in Washington history, the 2007 win aboard the Great Face. So he's earned some money, too. You bet. And uh, But to be a leading rider and to be an all-time leading rider, that means you have to be in day in, day out, light a ride, ride a lot of horses and produce. Yeah. And uh, he certainly did that. And very gracious uh, Galen Mitchell we had on the big screen there uh, congratulating one. Those two fought a lot of battles against each other, so I'm sure there's a lot of mutual respect. Yeah, they did, for sure. Uh, yeah, Anthony Stabil is going to join us. He's going to give us a little Breeders' Cup preview, which is coming up Friday, November 6th, Saturday, November 7th, and some certainly some Washington-bred flavor there in the Breeders' Cup. It's happy to have a Washington-bred as a contender, and we're talking about Bodenheimer, the two-year-old son of Attaboy Roy, trained by Val Lund. Yeah, he's uh, going to go in the juvenile turf. Pre-entries, I believe, come out Monday, the 26th, and then the race sequence will be announced on Wednesday, the 28th. And then, of course, the following week, we'll have the actual Breeders' Cup, 14 races over two days at Keeneland, November 6th and 7th. Yeah, and uh, Bodenheimer, Washington Bread, uh, leading Washington Bread earner this year, over 140000 earned with three wins and four starts. And, you know, the the uh, Breeders' Cup is at Keeneland. It's at five and a half. He just won at Keeneland at five and a half on the grass in the Indian summer. So that is some nice familiarity. That's huge uh, on the turf course there. And uh, be interesting when the pre-entries come out to see what uh, Europeans we might see coming in for uh, for that race. Uh, obviously, the Europeans do well in the turf events. They been pointing to it for uh, many, many years. The juvenile turf, relatively new to the Breeders' Cup doesn't go back as as far as some of the other races uh, but it's certainly going to add a lot of uh, excitement around here on uh, either November 6th or 7th and it's a one million dollar pot and uh, so good luck there Bodenheimer headed toward that Breeders Cup November 6th and 7th okay well uh, one thing we're going to talk about in in the meat of the show here is uh, some 2020 awards both uh, equine and human and uh, Vince has done his homework there. Those will be recognized next week during our Wednesday and Thursday closing week cards. So we'll be going over that. We're going to have our stats. We're going to have our trivia. We're going to have some selections as well as we try and keep things moving and varied on Horse Racing Northwest. But uh, any, oh, let's go over last week's honors. You have those for uh, this previous week of racing. I do, and we'll begin with trainer Vince Gibson. Wins by Papa's Golden Boy and Sovereign Sovereign Nation in an upset. 13 wins now for the meet. You know, Vince is about to crack the top 10 all time here at Emerald Downs. He just kind of quietly accumulates mm. those wins. He's up to 370 all time. Leslie Mowing, three wins Wednesday, three wins Thursday, 13 for 52 at the meet. Boy, he has really uh, been writing excellent since he showed up here about a month ago. Our Wabred of the Meek, To the Moon and Back. We talked with Kay Cooper about this filly last week by Atta Boy Roy out of Find Your Spot. And she was the real deal and uh, came down the stretch and got up late. Looks like that one has a very promising future. Bred by Rick and Debbie Pabst. And our owner of the week, uh, Jerry Carmody, co-owner of State and Grace. Jerry's got six wins at the meet. Uh, three with Rancho Viejo, Jesse Velasquez, and three with John Sneesby. Uh, who owns uh, Stantu, who will run in that uh, Friday feature we were talking about. So uh, 
Jerry Carmody's had a great meet, too, yeah, Joe. That is. Six wins is outstanding. Of course, uh, Chad and Josh are going to be our leading owners. Chad Christensen, Josh McKee, Chad defending his title uh, well out in front of uh, Greg and Chuck Conley and the Terra Firma Farm and also John Parker. And we'll go over those uh, closing week awards a little bit later in the show. But uh, those are last week's honors. And Leslie Mying, uh, again, field size has been bigger this year. We've had a good jockey race. Alex Cruz has moved out ahead the last few weeks to where he's going to be tough to beat, real tough. And uh, But Leslie Mying, the only jockey uh, winning at over 20%, as you mentioned, 13 for 52, that's right at 25%. Um, and he's only been ridden four weeks, but still, uh, he's been impressive here. He's been real impressive, yeah. and I can say in my own little world with the Emerald Racing Club, Leslie's had great success over the years, yeah, and right. he put on those green and white silks for us last week and rode what a flirt to a real nice win. And uh, Leslie, um, he's got uh, over 700 wins here at Emerald Downs, yeah. so he knows his way around this place. No kidding. Number four all-time, couple of titles, couple of Long Acres miles, Striker PhD, one of the all-time Washington bred greats. All right, let's take a timeout. We're going to come back with the big A, Anthony Stabil on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an express bet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into first bet using your username and password and you're off to the races up 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with first bet and reside in the state where such activity is legal void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700 Horse Racing Northwest continues, and our uh, pleasure to have on a good friend of Northwest Racing. He doesn't know a whole lot of people out here in the state of Washington, but they know him because uh, he's been a tremendous guest, and uh, both entertainment value and, of course, producing handicapping-wise on the Win Play Show over the years. Now on Horse Racing Northwest, it's the big A, Anthony Stabile. Anthony, good afternoon. What's happening, guys? Have a uh, happy almost Breeders' Cup. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, always good to talk to you. Anything horse racing, and uh, I was on with Anthony uh, on HRRN Horse Racing Radio Network to uh, preview the Long Acres Mile, and I gave him a compliment, Vince. Uh, he's not that old a guy, but uh, he is deep, deep in knowledge and love and history of this sport. And uh, it does come out as you get a lot of hours per week on HRRN, Anthony. I mean, I listen to the uh, the stakes preview and the call-in show, usually via podcast uh, at night, uh, but you're on uh, pretty much all week long there. Yeah, those are two compliments, actually. Uh, <laughs> not that old a guy and uh, the, the knowledge of the game. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, and I, um, yeah, we have uh, we have 15 hours a week of coverage on the network. Mm. Um, I'm on 11 of them. Yeah. So, 
yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun and, uh, love the game, love the network, love, uh, you know, they really, uh, Michael Michelle Penna gave me the start back after a few years, just not being in the game, just doing some stuff over at VegasInsider.com and yeah, um, enjoy it over there. We have a great time. Bobby Newman co-hosts race day. Ed DeRosa from Brisnet on the call-in show, and then Bobby and I back with the uh, with the weekend stakes preview presented by Naira Betts. So yeah, uh, HRN going strong. We're going to have over 25 hours of Breeders' Cup week coverage. And you can go to horseracingradio.net to take a listen, um, including all of the Breeders' Cup races live. Bobby and I will be doing the coverage on Friday afternoon from 2:30 to 5:30, and then Bobby and Mike. Uh, my panel will be doing it from, I want to say we're on from noon to 5.30 on Saturday. So the countdown shows all of the regular coverage during the week and even the race day show. Now we've started uh, previewing Breeders' Cup divisions, if you will, um, each day. We have six more shows left of uh, of doing that. We covered three last week. We'll try and wrap it up by the end of next week and then It'll be upon us. Yeah. And Anthony, if, as if that isn't enough, watching you and Andy Serling on the Naira pregame show every day up in my office I have it on, it's pretty entertaining. You guys go through that uh, those uh, Belmont, Aqueduct, and Saratoga cards. There's some arguments there over <laughs> over stuff, but it makes it uh, interesting talk. Yeah. Uh, racing's odd couple, <laughs> if you will. He says potato. I say french fries. Uh, yeah, we have a good time. Love Andy. This week, it'll be me and the little A, Acacia Courtney, so an HRN reunion. Andy took a week off. Uh, he'll be back uh, closing week at Dalmont Park. Yeah, talking horses is great, but doing that, you know, it's it's funny. Social media now is, is, is a great way to keep time. And uh been doing that now pretty much for the last four years. Um, in the last two and a half years, it's pretty much just been me and Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of fun. I've learned a lot there. Um, Andy is an amazing handicapper, and if you think I, if Joe pays me the compliment of having a great memory, I mean Andy is probably the best student of the game I know. Hmm. And uh, nobody watches a race like him. I've learned so much watching races with him um, and replays. He, he's amazing at that. And uh, yeah, we have a good time. It, the show really seemed to explode, if you will in Saratoga this year. I think we got into a really good rhythm. Um, opinions were really good. You know, listen, people want to be entertained and people want to make money. And I think we bring both to the table on a pretty regular basis. So, Well, that's it. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Your, uh, your uh, oil and vinegar type things at times have, you know, made people watch, that's for sure. But you both speak from a basis of a, a lot of knowledge, which, uh, you know, your reasons for uh, picking horses and, and your uh, back and forths uh, from from knowledge. So yeah, that show is uh, is got to be the best uh, pre race show in the country, bar oh, none. Well, I appreciate that. And, and share the airwaves with you guys, like I do with him. The one thing we all have in common is, and I think this is very very important. I think some people don't stress this enough. We're betting our money. Yeah, you know, I, we're betting our money. I'm betting. My, I know I'm betting my money, and I know he's <laughs> betting his money. Joe, you yep. and I talk all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know Vince, I, we're betting our money and you know, 
That, to me, is very, very, very important. That's right. Yeah, Vince bets his money, you bet. So, the Big A Anthony's to Bill. Let's get some uh, Breeders' Cup preview stuff. And by the way, keep an eye on a Washington bred we talked about just a few minutes ago. There's a, a colt by the name of Bodenheimer in the Juvenile Turf Sprint. He's a Washington bred by Attaboy Roy, who you remember back in 2010 was actually right there among the second, third favorite for the Breeders' Cup Sprint, uh, winning the Churchill Downs Handicap and so forth. But he's the sire of Bodenheimer, who's won at three different tracks, and he just won at five and a half at Keeneland in the Indian summer, and he's going five and a half again in that Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. So uh, we are really excited about his chances. But, hey, the Classic this year, hasn't it, uh, we'll start right there, Has uh, this is a, a super matchup for the Classic, Anthony. I mean, as good as I can remember in recent years, maybe not with the very top horse, but, boy, it's deep. The 1998 Classic, mm-hmm. to me, is yep. the... Awesome again? Yeah, awesome again, but Silver that Charm. field, Silver Charm, Swing, yeah. uh, Touch Gold, Coronado's giveaway, Quest, maybe? Coronado's Quest. I mean, you watch that. Re- How about that entry? Yeah. Right? It was Coronado's Quest and Awesome Again. I loved Awesome Again. I probably got I probably uh, got oh. beat out of three or four points on the board because it was that super entry with Touch Gold mm. and, and Coronado's Quest. Um I don't know if this field is that good, but man, I'll tell you, everybody is coming into this race. Um, I want to say guns blazing. Uh, I am still not sold. We're not going to see Swiss sky, Swiss skydiver as well. Mm. I think at the end of the day, Kenny McPeak, her trainer and, and, and Peter Callahan are going to look and, you know, they win the classic. She's horse of the year. Yep. Um, Improbable wins the classic. He's horse of the year. Tis the law wins the classic. He's horse of the year. Authentic wins the classic. He's horse of the year. Yeah. There's not much they can do about that by winning the distaff. There's something they can do about that by winning the classic. So I still think... I know right now it looks like Distaff. I still got a funny feeling that when the, you know, pre-entries, it's it looks all but uh, lock and key that she'll be cross-entered in both. I think when all said and done, I think she's going to run in the Classic. So yeah. it makes the race that much more intriguing and talented. I mean, she, she's she's hickory, man. She, she hasn't missed a beat. Since she was put in training, she's been in constant training for like 15 months at this point. Um, yeah, she she has a lot of intrigue to what should be just a spectacular renewal of the classic. And uh, all different races from her, isn't all it? All different races. Uh, well, different all different tracks. tracks, nine different tracks this year, yeah. 10 straight going back to last year. I agree with you, Anthony. And it seems like Ken really knows his horse there, and he might judge on how she's doing, but... I'm with you. They haven't ducked anybody all year, and uh, there's a lot to be gained if they if they think she's up to the task. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I talked to Kenny. Um, we talked to Kenny before the pre because he's a great great friend of HRN, and you know he 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 cavells over her uh, to to the point where you know 
he his confidence in her i think i think makes people believe in her uh and her talent i think he's 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 one of her he's her greatest champion i can tell you that she just i mean it's easy to champion her she just she shows up every single time um you know he talks about how she's a big sturdy filly he always makes a point of bringing up her appetite and Hmm. you know these are things the way he talks about her and she's a nice looking filly the way he talks about her it's almost like she's a cult in a filly's body and she's got plenty of speed she shuts off just off the pace as well i mean she has a lot of attributes um that make her a very dangerous horse especially the way this race is coming up i mean it looks like there's going to be plenty of pace on in this classic this year. And, you know, she should get a really good trip if they opt to go this route. And, you know, just in observing that Preakness stakes, Swiss <clears throat> Skydiver, you know, uh, beaten in her previous race, the Kentucky Oaks. Um, and she slipped, well, she wasn't a long shot by any means at nine to two. But making a mid-race move and then going nose and nose, head and head, battling with authentic and winning that battle—that was just a, a race for the ages, wasn't it? Yeah, and you know, it's not like a normal Derby to Preakness. He had four weeks to come back off the nice effort in the Derby, so you figure a little bit of a fresher horse. I mean, he's just, she's just, she has done everything, everything right. And, you know, when you look at what improbable has done, um, when you look at a fresh tis the law coming in, Tom's data, who's one off these types of layoffs Mm -hmm. and is going to get the home cooking in Kentucky this time. Um, Maximum security is, you know, you, you look at all of these horses I don't think we're missing anybody at this point. I think we've covered all of the major by my standards. Yeah. You know, I mean. Big year for right? him. Yeah, big year for them. I mean, by my standards, a great example. A horse that's danced a lot of dances, showed up every time. I mean, we're mentioning him sixth or seventh. Yeah. That's how deep this field is. Um, you know, we'll see what Happy Saver does, who just won the Jockey Club Gold Cup. He's a perfect four for four. So, top to bottom, you can make a case for seven or eight of these horses yeah and uh i've heard you a lot this year on hrrn and you've been a favorite of tis the law fan and why not uh that horse uh, beaten only in the kentucky derby at churchill downs four for five this year second to authentic there uh just off the top uh are you giving him what where are you putting him placing him at this point a couple weeks away yeah you know with every the way it's all setting up and the way with all the speed in the race and where he figures to be sitting, I'm a very big believer, guys, that it's a Churchill Downs thing with him. Okay. Um, that's kind of compounded, too, with the glue-on shoes. Churchill can tend to be a little bit of a tougher surface on the horses with the with the glue-on shoes. And Yeah, I mean, if you, if you tell me we were going through the windows in 10 minutes, I'm betting tis the law. Okay. Um, I just the, – the fact that he has won off this type of break as often as he has, right, even in his first to second start, 
He was supposed to run in the hopeful after breaking his maiden in Saratoga. There was a little hiccup. They waited for the champagne. But it was like seven and a half, eight weeks. Okay. From the KJC defeat to the Holy Bull. Looking at two months, nine weeks. Uh, Holy Bull to Florida Derby, eight weeks. Florida Derby to Belmont Stakes, 11 weeks. Belmont Stakes to Travers, nine, ten weeks. Hmm. You know, you can argue that maybe he came back too quick last time. Maybe the five weeks wasn't something he he appreciated, four weeks, really. Um, and now he's getting to play his game. He's getting his time. Look, the mile and a quarter is obviously not an issue. If he runs his Travers, they all better they all better have their running shoes on. If he runs his race that he ran in the Travers, they're all in a lot of trouble. I don't care. See, the horse for me, and when you go through all these horses, you, you can only use you can only use a few. You can only you know you're you're going to pick one. You're going to bet one. You can only use a few. It gets to the point where you got to try and I think find some value. At the same time, identify the horses, maybe not so much that you like, but the ones that you don't like. Um, I want nothing to do with Improbable. Okay. I think Improbable's had a very fortunate season. Um, I never thought Maximum Security was a true mile and a quarter kind of horse. So I already found value. I'm throwing Bob Baffert out. Yeah, there's two right there. There's two right there. Um, you know, uh, I'll tell you what, the Philly will be on all my tickets. Philly run. She's on all my tickets. Um, and I, I can't believe I'm going to actually commit myself to this, but you always have these horses and these years. And I don't know personally, professionally, I'm sure it's happened to, to, to you guys, to your listeners out there. You chase and chase and chase. And the second you jump off, <laughs> They jump up and pay forty five dollars. Oh, yeah. I will have some Tacitus Insanity insurance in the Breeders' Cup Classic. I will tell you that because, in all likelihood, there's going to be a quick pace, much quicker than he's accustomed to. I think he'll get a, a little bit of a pace to run at. You know, maybe this is the fan in me talking. Um, you know, the old cliche where eh, well, the one of these has his name on it. I remember when Drosselmeyer won the Classic and I jumped off in 2011. I felt like my dog and my best friend died at the same time. Yeah. I am i don't ever want to feel that way. I mean, it cost me a pick. I don't ever want to feel that way again. So, And I do think he has the talent and I do think he'll have that. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Global Campaign. No. Who beat him in the Woodward, you know? I, so it's that kind of race where if you've been betting Tacitus at 2-1 to one all summer long, you want to let him go at 25? I don't. That's what I was going to say. Twenty-five, thirty to one. He's got to be yeah. with all the names you've mentioned. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Anthony, aside from the classic, which is shaping up as we know, outstanding. Um, is there any other race? What's the next most intriguing uh, race of the Breeders' Cup races? Uh, two weeks out for you. I think if we take Swiss Skydiver out of the classic and put it in the distaff, that's the. You know, it's always it always it's always the undercard to the classic, but it, 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 where the classic offers you the variety, and the classic offers you the, the 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 top to bottom. I mean, this is the this is the this is the old mare, Monomoy girl versus the young lion uh, lioness in in Swiss Skydiver if they if they square off. Um, 
you know, I think the supporting cast in the distaff, obviously nowhere near as strong as it is in the classic. Um, you know, they're the two leading ladies if they go, if, if so, Sky Diver joins Monomoy Girl. And then there's everybody else. Dunbar Road is a horse I've always been a fan of. I don't know what happened in the building. Um, and I've, as I've gotten older, I've come to learn that you can't just draw lines through races sometimes. I don't know what happened. My guess would be mile and an eighth, one turn. They went really fast. She wasn't ready for that. We've seen Chad Brown horses in the past kind of need one coming off the bench more than dirt horses than the turf horses, right? You see the turf horses come back like lawnmowers. Sometimes the dirt horses need one. And she could have just needed one. I think the complexion of that race, a four-horse field, they're always funky races. So, Yes, short fields. Yeah, she'd be the kind of horse that I would definitely, I'm going to give her a second chance, you know. Um, but, yeah, that should be a fantastic race. And I'll tell you what, some of those Friday races, I mean, you look at that Philly, uh, the juvenile Phillies turf, Plum Ali is a three-time winner at three different courses. Aunt Pearl has never had a horse in front of her in two starts. She won the Jasmine, and I know the turf horse was playing fast, but she beat the stakes record by a second and two-fifths, doing it all on the front end. Um, You know, there's some other fillies as well, but, but, you know, those are the two, the first two to jump off off the page at me. That's a nice little crowd. And I, Brad Cox who trains Aunt Pearl. We had Brad on race day last week. Every time I went to talk about Aunt Pearl, he started talking about Emro, who won the Kentucky Downs Juvenile Phillies race on the turf, uh, the sprint. So she's never been a mile. But he kept bringing the conversation back to Emro. Whenever trainers do that, Domat did that a couple of years ago. I kept trying to talk about Tacitus. Yeah. He kept trying to talk about the country house. I remember. We you. know, You've said that, that many times. Out. Yeah. We know how that turned out. So, yeah, you but know, you, you collected on that, though. Oh, I did. I absolutely did. And I can tell you right now, whether I like her or not, there'll be Emrose on my pick fours and pick five tickets <laughs> on Friday. I can tell you that right now. Right. Um, but that's, a, you know, I think that's an interesting race. And I think of all the horses over the two days, the horse I'm looking forward to the most is Jackie's warrior. Um, five to six, six, seven, seven to eight. Now we go eight to eight and a half furlongs. We get around two turns for the first time. We see just how good he is now, I think. Takes on, um, he takes on the Brad Cox, the dolphin runner, whose name always escapes me. Yeah. I'm not going to cheat and look at my form now, but always escapes me. The horse that won the the Breeders' Futurity takes on a horse. Can't help you, but I know Jackie's Warrior is undefeated. Yeah. Can't, you know, um, takes him on. He's already won at Keeneland around the mile in the 16, two turns with the short stretch. Um, he gets his ass a test. And I'm very curious to see what happens now with reinvestment risk? Reinvestment risk, very talented runner for Klarovich and Chad Brown. Big maiden win at Saratoga. Second to Jackie's Warrior and both the hopeful and the champagne. The difference is, this time around, he doesn't have to do the dirty work. All of the dirty work has been done 
by reinvestment risk, chasing Jackie's warrior around there. Well, when these horses come from all parts of the country and get together, now the race plays out mm-hmm. a little more, uh, you know, regularly. Yep. It's not a shorter field, the bigger field. Let's see what he does now. Let's see if reinvestment risk gets a fair shake at trying to run at him. These are the things I think from a gambling point of view. You need to take into account. Well, he's not going to chase. He's not going to have to chase these this time around. There's some other horses, and Brad's horse is going to take money. And the horses from the Cal- you know, one of the horses from California, um, get her number. I, the California race is a little weak. In fact, I like Rombauer, who finished second in the American Pharaoh, a little bit better than the winner. Get her number. They were both never been on the dirt. I think that just goes to show you what's out in California right now. Two turf horses run one two by a pole in their biggest prep for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, I think I like Rumbauer as a little bit of a price horse that's going to be 20, 25 to 1. But to me, I, I want to see Jackie's Warrior, and I want to see how reinvestment risk reacts, getting able, being now being able to sit, his, sit a trip and not have to go after him as early as he's had two in his last two starts. I think that's a curious matchup. And um, while I think Jackie's Warrior can be any kind of resource, I'm looking forward to seeing how reinvestment risk reacts this time. Yep, that's uh, the pace pace difference coming up for the Breeders' Cup. Anthony, uh, so great to catch up with you. Uh, There's a lot more Breeders' Cup, but folks, uh, you can listen to Anthony Stabile on HRRN, Horse Racing Radio Network, 11 hours a week, and believe me, he'll be slipping in some Breeders' Cup talk among that handicapping uh, leading up to the Cup. Uh, so HRRN, you can listen on your uh, computer, your desktop. You can listen on your phone. You can listen to the podcast. So catch the big A there. And uh, so good to catch up with you always. Just uh, lots of great info, Anthony. Appreciate it. You too, Joe Vince. Thank you. I missed the win place and show terribly, guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to next year. Breeders' Cup will be great. Yeah, like Joe said, horseracingradio.net. You can get a full broadcast schedule. And uh, Talking Horses goes uh, every night or race day. The post times vary. If we have a nine-race card, we go at 12.50. Ten-race card, we go at 12.20. So uh, Talking Horses is usually an hour and a half uh, before. So just check the Naira YouTube channel. Uh, that's the easiest, the most convenient place to watch it. Now. Yep. Thanks, Anthony. We'll you got it, talk guys. you Thanks, down Anthony. the road. Anthony Stabile joining us, the Big A. Uh, just uh, some great knowledge there and uh, puts it out on the line. Not afraid to pick a winner. And, uh, boy, he's been good to the Northwest fans. Uh, you know, five straight uh, Wood Memorials, and I think it was five in a row, at least five out of six Belmont stakes there as well. And those weren't all favorites. Once again, a couple of weeks to go at Emerald Downs, and season honors has to be part of any meeting at Emerald Downs. The stake schedule started kind of thin, and it grew, and uh, we've had just some outstanding performances at the top this year, Vince. Those are among a long list of 2020 season honors upcoming. Yeah, a very compelling uh, award this year will be Horse of the Meeting. Mm. You've got three horses that are double stakes winners and also adding an allowance win. Dutton, the two-year-old, Unmatchable, the three-year-old, and a little less talk in the older fillier mare. And you could even throw in horses like Daffodil Sweet, a three-year-old filly who was so good early in the meet, time for gold, brilliant in a couple stakes wins as a two-year-old filly. Um, so that's 
a heck of a category. Top Washington bread, Dutton, unmatchable, a little less talk. Yeah. Come to mind without even trying very hard. Top Older Horse, Elliott Bay, Papa's Golden Boy, a couple of contenders there. Same with the top sprinter, Papa's Golden Boy, Elliott Bay, Daffodil Sweet. You know, got those three quick sprint wins earlier in the meet. She's she's a contender. Top Older Fillier Mare, a little less talk looks pretty tough uh, yeah, from this does. vantage point. Killarney last did have a big stakes win earlier on. Top three-year-old male on Matchable, a couple of stakes wins. He'll be tough. Gold Crusher, though, has been a good competitor as a three-year-old this year. Top three-year-old filly, Daffodil Sweet. Windy Points entered an allowance race tomorrow. Um, top two-year-old male, Dutton, looking really tough in that category. Uh, there is an allowance race in the book next week at six and a half furlongs for $25,000 pot. Um, top two-year-old filly, we mentioned time for gold is going to be Hard to deny there, those two really big stakes wins. Easy Silence, second in the Gottstein. She could come back next week. Top claimer, Joe, as usual, very tough. You got Omachi Kid, four wins already. You got 11 claimers, all with three wins, so that'll go down to the wire. Leading jockey and trainer kind of decided. Alex Cruz, 60 wins through uh, uh, last week. Uh, he's got a 13-win lead going down to the final four days. 21 straight days with a riding victory. Frank Lucarelli pretty much clinched his seventh uh, training title. Frank also leads with five stakes wins. Leading owner you mentioned earlier, Joe, Chad and Josh, 22 wins. They're way out in front. Um, leading horse and stakes, we got uh, a little less talk. Dutton, time for gold, unmatchable, all double stakes winners at the meet. And that's just a few of them. Leading Sire, Harbor the Golden Inn, 33 wins. Top riding and training achievement will be interesting, too. Yeah, they will. Uh, there's a number of possibilities there. But, uh, yeah, the uh, horse of the meeting, top Washington bred. That is one contentious category. As you mentioned, the double stakes winners, Dutton and Machville, a little less talk. And they've also each won an allowance race as well. So uh, vote among media and staff to determine the 2020 season-ending honors at Emerald Downs. And claimer of the meeting is uh, Omachi Kid has got the most wins, but uh, there's a bunch on his heels. Omachi Kid, and he's entered tomorrow in a tough spot. He'd be going for his fifth win. Um, and, yeah, there's 11 other claimers with three wins each. And I imagine we'll see several of them on closing week next week, too. So, as usual, that'll... Probably have to announce that at the end of the day next uh, on the 29th. Yeah, it seems so. Claimer of the meet. Highly contentious. But Omachi Kid has one win up. All right, we'll be back with Jockey Juan Gutierrez when we return on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, and uh, one event that has been of interest uh, the last several weeks, for sure, and was on our radar at the start of the season, and then we got a couple of extensions. So uh, Vince, our Director of Media Relations, myself, uh, we were uh, anticipating this, and I know so was this particular jockey with a new all-time Emerald Down significant record as the tracks 
leading jockey, Juan Gutierrez, our guest here on Horse Racing Northwest. Once again, his 1,420th win last week aboard Stay in Grace here at Emerald Downs. Juan, congratulations for that very significant record. Hi, guys, and thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, going back to 2000, your first win here, and uh, uh, Vince uh, Juan was a veteran of riding in, in Mexico, but uh, he hadn't won a race in North America till he stepped foot here at Emerald Downs back in 20 years ago. April of 2000, I think it was on Gutsu, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and as Joe and I have talked, one of your great attributes, Juan, has been your remarkable consistency over the years. Yeah, so I started like a years ago and yeah I remember that my first uh, win was uh, with Gutsu so and you know so uh, it's uh, building up so since then so I'm glad uh, what I did uh, so far yeah I mean it's just been outstanding your consistency you know staying healthy uh let's face it uh, you're good at great at getting horses right out of the gate on time and then your ability around two turns is fantastic uh, i mean you've really put it all together did you learn uh did you need to learn when you came to emerald downs you weren't you weren't a young you weren't a 16 or 17 year old you'd ridden some races but uh i guess each track has its little nuances and you must have picked things up pretty quickly around here yeah so when uh, you're riding with a nice uh, rider like an Emerald Down, so like, uh, I don't know, I don't remember uh, someone like uh, Frank Gonzalez, uh, Pedro Alvarado, and, mm-hmm. and Kevin Radke and Kevin Krieger. So you learn from that guy. So, uh, you know, I try to look at the races, how they ride, and uh, I think uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh just so many highlights over the years. Again, uh, winning the mile three times is fantastic. Uh, so many jockeys ship in for that race, riding good horses, and uh, to to win it three times is number two all time. And that race has been going on for 85 years. Uh, what what are some of your highlights that that really come to mind quickly over over that great span here at Emerald Downs? Oh, like uh, when I rode. Uh... No giveaway, so like uh, the long shot in the race in the Lonocris Mile, so mm. was amazing. And another one, like uh, the more sp- expensive uh, race in Emerald Dawn in 2007 with uh, in the Mile with a uh, great face. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, so uh, all the years I, I have the lucky to find uh, nice horses, and you know, so I won uh, some stages, and yeah. So the last time was uh, another twist of fate. So, so I rode a, a really good courses in Emerald Downs. Yeah, and your stakes wins, you're high up on all those lists. Well, you're the leading all-time purse earner as well as the all-time winner of races one. So that is nice for the uh, bank account as well. <laughs> but uh, tell us, uh, just go back to that 2005, your first mile win. You were 60 to 1 on... Uh, no giveaway for Grant Forster, owner, breeder, Herman Sarkowski, who uh, bet $100 for his wife, and she turned the ticket in when she went up and looked at the odds. She goes, I'm, I got 100 bucks here. My, my husband gave me 100 bucks on a 60 to 1, and she, she uh, no, he gave her the 100 to bet, and she didn't bet. That was it. But 
Coming into the the three eighths pole in that race, uh, of course that horse came in on a win off the governors. But tell us the rest of the way. Uh, when did your eyes really start getting big? Like, boy, I, I'm going to be part of this race. I think. So like in the three eighths, because uh, you know the horse coming from out the pace, and so the trainer told me so breaking and let him be where he's going to be. So I start to ask him in the three eighths and. So I have lucky that they they open the rail, so it's no traffic, and so when it's meant to be, so it's meant to be. So, mm-hmm. so and uh, the horse have a clean trip, and so he's try hard. So I pick it up a uh, race before, like how you say in the governor, because uh, uh, Gary Bates have an accident. I think uh, day before the the governor, mm-hmm. and I pick it up the horse. So and we won, and after that, uh, uh, they uh, given a chance to the horse to run in the Lonecrest Mile, and so that worked out pretty good. <laughs> yes, indeed. Juan, you're riding great, great as ever. Um, how long do you feel like you're going to keep doing this? Um, you know, you've broken the record, you're in the Hall of Fame, but uh, as long as you keep riding well, do you, do you plan on a few more years here? Yeah, I think so. I... Maybe two or three years or whatever. So, but yeah. So the the records are the records, and I feel okay right now. So, and uh, I think I'm gonna keep doing into the maybe my body say okay, it's enough. So, because you know, it's a this sport is a really demanding with the diets and exercise and everything. So yeah, I think in maybe two or three years. So, well. That uh, that's great. We're happy to hear that you're certainly think about coming back next year because, as Vince said, you're riding great this year, and uh, just uh, a new record. Uh, you have uh, uh, some good competitive juices as well, Juan. Uh, uh, who are a couple of the jockeys that you've gone against over the years that uh, you you know you knew when they were in with you or they were coming up next to you or you had to catch them that it was gonna it was gonna be tough to beat them? Who are a couple guys that you might want to mention or gals? Couple guys, uh, Ricky Fresher. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Krieger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the legend uh, Gary Bass. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's a nice rider, so. You know, I rode with a really good uh, colony. Yeah. And uh, I told you, uh, Mitchell, uh, Frank Gonzalez, and David Nush, Hector Ventura. So I rode with a lot of good guys. Uh, um, Marwin. Yeah, so, Leslie. Yeah. I'm trying. I rode with the brother, Anthony. So, yeah. No. A lot of good guys, like... Uh, yeah, when you go back twenty years, there's a lot of names and a lot of a lot of excellent riders here yeah. at Emerald Downs. Uh, as an athlete, uh, twenty years here at this track has has your uh, approach, uh, your uh, lifestyle approach changed much, uh, nutrition wise or even exercise. Uh, when you're younger, you probably don't have to do quite as much, but have, have you paid attention to things like that? Uh, not really. You know, I try to. I try to um, keep uh, my diet uh, on the time the same, and you know I don't do too much ex- exercise in the gym or whatever because I don't want to build muscles and it's gonna be a little harder to lose weight. So mm. you know the my gym is is the horses in the morning. So 
yeah. the afternoon. So I don't need it. So the only thing I need to do a little diet. So that's it. So hey, that's good. Uh, that's nice. And you know, naturally, you're pretty strong. You got a strong upper body. So uh, not lifting weights. I can see that answer. I probably, probably should have known that one, Vince. Hey, man, but he's still getting it done, and uh, I'm glad to hear he's going to be riding a few more years. And, uh, Juan, you mentioned you won't be able to go to Mexico after this season like you usually do, though, huh? No, no, because the pandemic or whatever, so I try to be safe. So I I think to stay here at home, and, you know, like uh, I try to go to see my parents every year, but not this year, so uh, I'm going to wait to see what happens later, but... Maybe uh, in January or February, so we don't have the pandemic anymore. So, and I can go, and I can go before the track is open again. So, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. yeah, family, I'm sure, very, very proud. And yeah, and it was just a, a nice countdown. You just kept the uh, numbers uh, climbing <sighs> until you got the record, and a significant record it is. Juan Gutierrez, our all-time leading jockey, Frank gone. Frank Lucarelli, our all-time leading trainer. Ron Crockett, our all-time leading owner. Uh, those are uh, records 25 years into Emerald Downs. And Mike Mangold, our all-time leading okay. winner in horses. Yeah. So Juan joining great company. Yeah. Juan, thank you so much. And uh, four days remaining in this week. Uh, great luck to you uh, these final couple weeks. And uh, appreciated. we appreciated uh, your presence here at Emerald Downs. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, have a good day. Thank Thanks, you, Juan. Juan. Okay. Number one, number one, number one, Juan Gutierrez, uh, uh, 15 straight years in the top five. That uh, That's something that nobody else has done. You know, we've had other guys have great runs here and gals, but uh, congratulations to Juan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Juan. Thank you. Thanks very much to jockey Juan Gutierrez for joining us. And we've got a few things that we like to do every week on the show, like uh, trivia and uh, stat and selections as we head into our final couple of weeks. Uh, I was working on some stats or uh, some data here, and I kind of confused myself. Unmatchable. He's looking to become a Washington champion at ages two and three, which would be uh, highly uh, accomplished. So he has uh, got a leg up for that, certainly. But you know what? He wasn't our uh, meet champion two-year-old last year. Race home. Yeah. Beat him so, in the Gottstein and took that honor, yeah. So my data is a little mixed match, but what I was looking at was uh, um, Washington State champions – Two-year-old and three-year-old Colts and Geldings repeaters. Uh, Jumron 1 was a repeater in 2000-2001. Margo's Gift, 07 and 08. Noosa Beach, 08 and 09. Music of My Soul, 2012 and 13. And Baja Sur, 2018 and 19. Those, those male horses were both state champion at ages two and three. Now, Unmatchable can't do that. So that's a uh, really good data there, but uh, you know where I'm going. I like it. Yeah. Unmatchable. You mentioned Baja Sir. Tough for him last weekend. He missed the break down at Del Mar. And I still say that horse has a big win on, coming yeah. up on his, behind his name at some point. He's a good horse. He still was only beaten a few lengths for right. that race after completely missing the break. So that was a tough one, but uh, he'll be heard from. Okay. And uh, keep in mind those 15% superfectas, uh, you're getting those uh, at Emerald Downs all meet long, including 
uh, this week and next week, our final four days of racing. Trivia, last week's question, going back to 1970, who's the oldest horse as Washington bred leading earner for the calendar year? So 50 years from 1970 to 2019, 50 seasons. Who's the oldest horse? And Vince, uh, you were thinking of uh, one Long Acres great. I was. Uh, one of the naturals that come to mind, the big gray horse, Captain Condo. Um, but yeah, that was in 1991, his biggest year. But okay. there was an out-of-state performer that year. Yeah, Zama Hummer uh, won a graded stake back east in New York. And she had more earnings for the year than Captain Condo at age nine. In 91, he was just uh, so tremendous that year. Uh, won several stakes at Long Acres and was second in the mile to Louis Seifer. But the oldest horse to be the leading earner is Pataha Prince, who was an eight-year-old in 1973 in the barn of Bobby Frankel. He won $90,528 to lead all Washington breads in 1973 at the age of eight. And he also won 10 races, 10 wins, seven seconds and a third in 23 starts. He was just Super. And by the way, he was second in the mile that year to Silver Mallet. And a deserved member of the Washington Racing Hall of Fame. That's right. Okay, so that was last week's. And you know, we didn't get any answers on that one, which is rare because uh, either Russ or Warren or CJ, they have been uh, really usual good suspects, at yep. uh, getting answers. But So the new question this week for an Emerald Downs cap, send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. That's trivia at emeralddowns.com. Which broodmare has produced the most Emerald Downs races won? So you add up all their progeny and all the wins at this track. Who is on top? And I'll tell you right now, there's two possible answers. So give us a broodmare who's produced the most Emerald Downs races won. And that record could be broken uh, because there are runner or runners remaining from those possible answers. Okay. Trivia at emeralddowns.com there. How about some picks? Uh, uh, yeah, not much to go on from me last week. Your horse has fired pretty good. Me so me so fast. And uh, what was your other? Yeah, the one that disappointed me, Deputy's Command, because he did run his race. But General Mach 4, there was a horse called Ronton who was supposed to help up out front. <laughs> and General Mach 4 is too, too good a horse to let go in those fractions. And General Mach 4, he was a win machine last year, and he got his first win. Deputy's Command, a pretty good second there. He kicked it in late. My other pick, Me So Fast, got drilled by Mike Operator, who's razor sharp and finished third. So, no good there. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's uh, try again for this week. On Wednesday, we've got a Philly and Mare race. Race number eight, a six and a half furlong sprint. Uh Uh-oh. We may be going mano a mano here. Okay. I'm going with the, the possible speed of the race. Even though she's going route to sprint, she still has good speed. And the rest of these horses in here kind of like to come from a little off. But I think classic Leah, 5-1 to one okay. on the Vince Brune morning line, has a good shot up front. Uh, Serapio Figueroa will certainly be looking to be prominent early. And you've got some really sharp runners in here. You do, including Constant Craving, Cheryl, yeah. Queen Louise are hard hitters. Um I'm going to go to the morning line favorite, number three, Zanab, five to two. I hate to give out chalk, but I, you know, I've known this horse for a few years now. We brought her up here with the Emerald Racing Club. She's six for 15 at Emerald Downs. Yeah. And I really love the way she won last time. And Gary Wales has really put new life into her, got her into the race early, and she put away Cherokee Louise, which is no easy task and one going away. So I think Zabby 
at age nine is going pretty good here. And I think you'll get all of five to two on her. No great shakes price-wise, but I like her a lot. Boy, she was super. As you mentioned, uh, we've seen her with most of her wins come from fairly well off the pace. Right. Gary Wales had her close to a pretty pa- fast pace on uh, September 30th, and she just dominated that race. So Zanab coming off a win, and I've got Classic Leah in there as a possible upsetter. That's a look at Wednesday. And how about Thursday, Vince? Thursday, I'm going to go to race 10. This is a 5,000 maiden claimer at five furlongs, shortest races we run this time of year. Number three, Barabbas. I I laid five to one, and after watching the film again, I think I might have laid this horse a little too high. That was a really good debut at a higher level. He rallied in tandem with uh, Have You Lost Your Mind, who was the even money winner, and now he shortens up. And uh, he's out of a mare called Hetty, who was a pretty decent sort around here, and the sister of I'm a Happy Cat and Talk to My Lawyer. I think Barabbas dropping to the bottom, second career start, has a really good chance to go gate to wire. Okay, Barabbas for you there, and that is race number 10 on Thursday. Uh, let's see. I looked at a couple two-year-old races there. There's a couple Thursday. really good two-year-old races. There are. Uh, good maiden special weight. Uh, Alpine Hypnosis, I see you have him at 3-1. to one. And he was, uh, he hopped at the start from the one hole and lost a few lengths. Check out trip notes at emeralddowns.com for some detailed analysis on horses races. Uh, John Lindley does a super job on those. But Alpine Hypnosis really worked his way forward nicely. Now he's back with Ethan's Animal, who's a second time starter, and Captain Dashy, who finished well in there. I think there's some there's some talent for sure on Alpine Hypnosis, and I was hoping to get a little higher morning line than you did, but you noticed all that. So three to one on Alpine Hypnosis in the seventh. It's a maiden special weight at six furlongs. Javier Matias back aboard for trainer Chris Stensley. A couple of first-time starters in there with a little bit of uh, uh, good uh, breeding notes. Uh, Whidbey Prince, the four yeah. horses by... Palace, who's off to a good start as a stud out of a multiple producing mare, right. and then double perfection by Majestic Perfection, but uh, Alpine Hypnosis. That, that is a really interesting it race. Uh, Philly in there on the outside is fast, too. Frisco Frills is fired every time out. Yeah, and the horses that have run in here generally are in stocking or closing Ethan's loads. Animal fired big in his first career out. He did. He's got the one post. You got him at 7-2, to two, so... There's a couple of looks at uh, Wednesday and Thursday racing. Thanks to our guests, Anthony Stabil and Juan Gutierrez. And thanks for listening to Horse Racing Northwest.